0: You may be seated, and I'd like for you to open your Bibles, if you would, in a moment to 3 John, verse 2. About a week or two ago, as I was driving, I believe I was driving down here to work, I believe the Spirit of the Lord just prompted me and gave me this impression on the inside, how to have a healthy holiday. How to have a healthy holiday. Or how to have a a healthy Christmas and really it begins on the inside. Happiness and the health and all those wonderful things begin in your inner man, begin in your spirit. The condition of your spirit will determine the health of your countenance. It'll determine the health of your relationships, your body. It will determine a lot in your life. So we want to be, make sure then we're taking care of this inner man, Right. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a physical body. But it all begins on the inside. And I think this verse says it really, really well for us. In 3 John 2, he said, Beloved, I wish, or I pray, above all things, that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. There's a connection for your prosperity and the health of your body with the condition of your soul. It's so important to take care of your soul. I think one person preached a message years ago called soul control. It's good to have soul control instead of your soul controlling you. Well, soul control begins by the renewing of your mind. You know, in Romans 12, he says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How many of you needed some mind renewal? Because of all the mind removal that had been going on. No. Mind renewal will change you. It'll convert your soul. It will cause your your soul to be at ease. It will cause your soul to be at peace. And so, having a great holiday or a great life or a great Christmas begins on the inside of you. It begins by allowing your spirit to feast on manna from heaven, if you will, from, on the Word of God. Now, I looked up the word health, and I like this. It means to be free from disease or pain, enjoying health and vigor, body, mind, and spirit. How many of you are glad that you're healed? Amen. You're glad that you're whole. Now, without the proper care... Just like our physical immune system can grow weak and dilapidated, if we don't nurture that, also our spirit man can grow weak and dilapidated. And so we want to we want to watch for that. Because I believe that when your spirit man is built up, you'll be able to resist anything and everything that comes down the road. But when your spirit man is weakened, it will be susceptible to anything. I want to give you a couple tips on shopping that I've learned recently. Let me ask, first of all, how many of you got all your shopping done? Look around, don't feel bad, that's about three. How many of you got your shopping about halfway done? Look around, don't feel bad, there's about three more. How many of you haven't even begun? Majority vote, majority has it. Okay. So, I learned this from you Nancy yesterday as I looked at your post. And I think this is a great shopping tip and it also fits in with the message. She said I went to the mall to do some shopping and I ended up in the food court. <laughs> and while I was do- while I was sitting in the food court, what I was doing was ordering from Amazon. <laughs> that was a good one Nancy. So, number one, make sure you get plenty of food. (laughs) Amen. Not only naturally, but spiritually. Number two, order from Amazon. (laughs) A pastor down in Fort Worth, Texas, George Pearsons, uh, said something to Terry while they were shopping. He says, you know what? If we're going to continue to shop, you're going to have to feed me. (laughs) How many of you guys have ever felt that way? calories. Don't mind spending money. Just give me a corn dog or something. Well, if we're going to continue to live long and live strong, we're going to need to feed ourselves. So let's just look at a couple of scriptures about feeding the inner man in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, 6. Let's look over there. So our spirits must be fed and strengthened, trained, developed, and exercised in the same ways that our body and our minds do. In 1 Timothy 4, 6, I want you to notice this last phrase. It says, nourished up in what? Nourished up in the words of faith. The word nourished means to provide with food, the proper food necessary for growth, health, and to be in a good condition. I like what one translation says, feeding your soul on the truths of faith. Wow. Amen. Amen. Barry's translation says, nurturing on the messages of faith. And the Good News Bible says, feed yourself spiritually on the words of faith and of the true teaching which you have followed. God's Word contains the nutrients in it for you to have a strong spirit. Listen to what Job said. In Job twenty-three, twelve. How many of you like a good meal? That's only about a third of you. Oh, I get it. You like several good meals. How many of you like good meals, plural? I'm for that, man. I'm thinking about going get me a Wahlburgers afterwards. In Job 23, 12, it says this. I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Wow. The word esteem there means to hide, it means to hoard, it means to store, or it means to lay up. Gloria Copeland said this, and I love this statement. She said, Can the word. That doesn't mean get rid of the word, can it. Like you put food in a can to be preserved for wintertime. When I'd go down to Brenda's farm while we were dating, I loved going down there because they had some good things canned. Oh man, they had green beans canned and they had pickled okra canned. And what time is it? It was so good. You could always count on some peaches being canned or something good. To make some good old peach cobbler. I know I'm preaching good right now. But to can the word means this. Preserve it down inside your heart. And when you need it, come on somebody. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. How much do we need the Word? Psalm said it like this. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. The message translation says, Your words are so choice and so tasty. I prefer them to the best home cooking. Think about that. When you make the Word of God your final authority and you are desperate for the Word of God more than you are desperate for an in and out burger in about an hour? No, I'm not going to stop. I won't stop talking about food. No, I won't stop. You're making us hungry. You're making us hungry. I love the Word of God. Amen. Jeremiah said it this way, Jeremiah 15, 16. He said, that Word's were found. <clears throat> now that means we need to find the Word. That's true. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and not just when we have a need, but find the Word regularly. Yes. Find the Word of God that covers your case. Amen. How many of you are believing God for something right now? Yeah. I mean, that's about 100%. But you do know to believe God for something, you have to have something written and something in your heart so that you know that you know that you know what you're believing God for is yours. Find scriptures that cover your case. That's it. You know, if you're a little down, a good thing to do is find scriptures and joy. And just start opening up the Word and start declaring, you know what? Today, the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you believe in God for healing in your bodies, what scriptures would you stand on? You've got to know the word and find the word. You know, the book of Proverbs says this, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Keep them, where? No, it doesn't say keep them on the coffee table. Or keep them by the lampstand. No, it says, keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart. Yeah. Amen. Now, notice the next verse. It says, for they, my words, are life unto those that do what? Amen. Jeremiah says that words were found and I did eat them. Amen. Proverbs says, there are life unto those that find them and their health. Oh, hallelujah. God's word is health to your entire body God's word will strengthen your immune system God's word will bring your white cells up where they should be God's word will bring your red cells up where they should be God's word will bring your hemoglobin to a normal state somebody says hemo what? hemoglobin God's word works When he says that God's word is life to all of our flesh, he's not fooling around. He's saying, if you will apply my word and stay in my word, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you're going to ask what you will, and it's going to be done unto you. See, if God's word is health to all my flesh, it also must get over into my soul. God's word will lift you. God's word will bless you. Somebody said, Amen. "I better turn my volume down. I'm getting emails." <laughs> so you're not the only one that happens to. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And your word was unto me the joy, rejo- the joy, and rejoicing of my heart. I submit to you: we need more than one happy meal a week. <laughs> Amen? Recently, I went to get a happy meal and I wasn't very happy. I went back the next week to get the same thing and I still wasn't very happy. You know, I got a clue. Maybe I should try a different McDonald's. But now notice this the message says, when your words showed up, I ate them and I swallowed them whole. What a feast! what delight I take in being yours amen now I want us to look at this one verse in Acts chapter 20 verse 32 so turn there if you would let your eyes rest on this You're going to be happy stay in the word oh stay in the word read the word speak the word How about this? Sing the word. Shout the word. Proclaim the word. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. Now notice this. And now brethren, I commend you to God and to what? Now did you notice that video that we watched by Brian and Debbie? They were talking about grace. Did you know that grace is the opposite of legalism? That grace sets you free, but legalism holds you in bondage? Yeah. And that's what the Word of God will do. As you are commended to it and to the Word of His grace, the Word of God will liberate you. Yeah. Amen. The Word of God will strengthen you. The Word of the Lord will keep you free. Amen. You know, on December 18th, I'm going to celebrate, I don't know how many years of sobriety. What's 2000... Let's see, what year is it? 2017... -1975 how many years is that 25 plus 17 42 years i'll be celebrating i'll be celebrating 42 years of sobriety to god be the glory but i tell you the secret for me getting free was number one receiving Jesus number two receiving the infilling of the Holy Spirit and number three getting a revelation of the reality of God's word and what it would do and how it would keep me Hallelujah. that's grace that's grace you know what I tell people I tell people that have maybe just been off of drugs or alcohol for a week I said, you know what one week can turn into two weeks. And two weeks can turn into two months. And two months can turn into a year. And a year can turn into 10 years. And 10 years can you turn into 20 years. But it is not accidentally. It doesn't happen by accident. It comes by us purposefully applying God's Word and being doers of God's Word he says, well, I didn't have a drug problem. Do you have a debt problem? The same principles that will get you out of drug will get you out of debt, brothers. The same word that will get you out of drugs and debt will get you out of cancer. Oh, I know I'm preaching good right now. I, just, I think I just heard the heavenly choir right now. I heard an organ at least. See, this word is no respecter of persons. Say it with me God's word is no respecter of persons. It'll work for whoever believes it, receives it, speaks it, and lives it. God's word is working for me. And you know what? Don't get upset, don't get uptight, don't get down on yourself. If you don't see the results of God's word by next Tuesday. The Bible says that we are not to cast away our confidence, which hath great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the word of God, you might receive the promise. In Luke twenty one, nineteen, these are from the lips of the Master. He said, In your patience you will possess your soul. Amen. So be diligent to stay in the word and to be in the word. Now, Acts chapter 20, verse 32, we started there. Let's go back there if we could. Acts 20, verse 32. He says, And I now, brethren, commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to do what? So, number one, the word of his grace builds us up. Amen. But secondly, and to give you an inheritance among all of them which are sanctified. Now think about an inheritance. If your lawyer, your family's lawyer called you tomorrow morning and said, There is a great uncle of yours that passed away and he has left you a large sum of money. Would you report to downtown Oakland for the reading of the will? Amen. Well, I'll check my schedule. I'm a little busy. I'm a little busy. I'll I'll try to get with you, you know, maybe next Sunday morning. No, you'd be down there lickety split. And you say, no, thank you. I don't want coffee. I don't want a donut. What's it say? Well Jesus died and rose from the dead and came back and gave us a will and gave us a covenant. Are we showing up for the reading of the will? Are we are we too busy? Boy got quiet. I, I think there was a disconnect there. Okay, let's try again. The reading of the will is a massive inheritance for you. But just like if you never find out what the inheritance is by showing up at the attorney's office, you'll never partake of that even though it belongs to you. And so it is in Christ Jesus, you have an inheritance. But how many of you know, we got to show up. We got to show up reading the Word, speaking the Word. It's all about God and it's all about Him and it's all about His Word. Somebody shout Amen. amen. Now, how many of have ever been in the hospital before? Anybody ever been in an emergency before? Those aren't fun times, are they? You can't sing this song, Precious Memories. Now, when a, when a patient shows up at emergency and is experiencing symptoms and the doctor looks at him and says, Oh, no, you're okay. Just get out of here. No. What is the first thing that the doctor checks? Checks the vital signs. Checks the vital signs. The blood pressure. Checks to see what may or may not be going on I've been to the emergency room a couple times in the last 10 years I don't mind telling you we had just gotten back from a trip and man, you know, I really like macadamia nuts there's food and I'm not going to stop talking about food <laughs> it is my language of love <laughs> and, I that, you know, and I know you like it too, Brian <laughs> double, double. Yeah. But we had, we had just gotten back from vacation, and I had gone on a macadamia nut binge. <laughs> it was macadamia nuts in the morning, <laughs> noontime, all night long. And so I ate a bunch of macadamia nuts before I went to bed, and I woke up in the middle of the night gasping for breath. I couldn't breathe, and it freaked me out. Man of faith and power, no man of paste and flour, right there. <laughs> <laughs> and says, "Honey, i I need to go to emergency." He says, "Yeah, would well, just call me when you get there." <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh no, no, I got it wrong. I'm sorry. She says, "It's just gas." <laughs> And so I got in the car, drove to Hayward, checked myself in. The prophetess was right. It was just that. A few New Year's Eves ago, I don't know, I was having difficulty breathing, kind of freaked me out a little bit, so I went to emergency. But I knew better to wake her up because I knew that she wouldn't go you understand, she grew up on a farm. If you get run over by a tractor, you just get up and shake it off. I mean, that's the way Ricky... How I many of you know Crazy Ricky? Not Crazy Ricky, but you know Ricky the brother? You know, you, you, get, you get a broken arm, you just pull it back together. Ah, oh, we don't need stitches, where's the glue? <laughs> So I didn't bother bothering her because, you know, the princess needs her sleep. Oh my God. So they put me on the EK. Everything was fine. I don't know what it was. Everything's good. So I call her up at 9 o'clock in the morning. She says, Where are you at? I says, I'm at Kaiser. Come get me. All that to say this Do we have a great marriage? <laughs> no, she is cool as a cucumber. She does not overreact. <laughs> I was listening to something this morning. I think you'll enjoy. How many of you have been married over 50 years? Anybody here? Man, there's John, Carm. Anybody else been married over 50? How about anybody been married over 40? Wow, that's awesome. Why? (laughs) Better how. No, I meant (laughs) how. So are we having a good time? It's good to laugh. Have you looked in the mirror lately? It's good to laugh. (laughs) So I was listening to Mac Hammond this morning. And Mac and Lynn Hammond, pastor of a great church back in Minneapolis called Living Word Christian Center. And uh, this was, oh, he said, he, he was approached by one of his members. He says, you and Lynn have been married 52 years? He said, yeah, 52 years. And so the guy says, give me some secrets. You know, I need to, no, hey, I need some help here. And He said, Well, one thing for sure, he says, we have made the quality of the decision to never, ever go to bed angry. But he says, it's been about five days since we went to bed. LAUGHTER <laughs> How to have a healthy holiday? Walk in love. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Amen. Watch plenty of hallmark romantic stories. I got myself back on the naughty list the other day. She went to great lengths with Lester. She had an elf named Nick at the house. Nicolopolis. Set up a bunch of lights, set up this snowman. And I got home and I said, man, that snowman's kind of loud. Could we turn it off? Oh, she didn't like that. So I was put on the naughty list. But I have watched three Hallmark shows since then. And I'm off again. And, you know, I almost teared up in one of them. And I thought... Come on guys. You know you've wept during some of those. Yeah, wept because they're so stupid. So they checked the vital signs. And here's what I've discovered in my life. When I let things starting start to negatively affect me, it might be an attitude, whatever the case might be. It's a sign that I need to build my inner man up I want to close this morning with not several indicators of a weak spirit I mean we could literally preach for you know hours about this but one indicator and especially this time of year of a weak spirit is hopelessness it's a lack of joy anybody ever experienced discouragement? Anybody ever experienced despondency? Where things just looked dark and things didn't look good. We've all been there. But this lack of hopeless, this hopeless feeling and this lack of joy, there is a cure. And His name is Jesus. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, how many of you give me five more minutes? I'm going to do an old Mario Marilla. 5, 10, 15. That doesn't work anymore. Proverbs 13, 12 in the Amplified Version says this. Hope deferred. In other words, hope that is gone or gone down. It makes the heart sick or it makes the heart to stoop. But when the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Whenever I've gotten to those places in my life, I've had to have a good conversation with myself. How many of you have ever talked to yourself? I talk to myself all the time. I don't care what the people in the car next to me think. (laughs) (laughs) But there's times where I said, okay, we're not going to stay here. Because if you stay here, it's a dark place. So, Mark, get up. And there are ways that I apply in my life to get up. But the primary way is just letting the word of the Lord dwell in me richly. And there's scriptures for this. Look at Romans chapter 15. In verse 4. And I'm going to read this from the NLT. NLT, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope. Say this with me, the scriptures, they give me hope. But not only do they give you hope, but they give other people around you hope. You know, you can take the situations that you've been through and how God has lifted you and you can turn right around and you can be a lifter up of people. Because you don't know what's going on in the lives of people around you. You know, a word in season for a person that is despondent, I'm telling you, it'll just lift up their countenance. Some of those people that you know are your relatives. others people you know like that are people on the job. Such things were written us in the Scriptures long ago to teach us, and the Scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for the promises to be fulfilled. Now, let's be honest. How many of you are waiting for the promises to be fulfilled? I mean, you're believing God for something, right? So it's extremely important that we don't lose hope and that we don't allow our hope to slip, but that we keep our hopes alive. Keeping your hopes alive are directly connected to the fact that Jesus is our living hope. Amen. The 20th News Testament s- s- says this. Through the encouragement drawn from the scriptures, we might hold fast to our hope. What is hope? Hope is having a confident and a favorable expectation. You know Keith Hershey, don't you? He is a man of God. And he is on our joy of generosity list. I just want you to know we're going to sow a great seed toward mutual faith ministries for their orphanages and their school down in Nigeria. Come on, somebody. But you know, Keith has this just glorious way of connecting with people. He really does. He's a he's a great communicator. He's not just a good communicator, he's a great communicator. I remember phrases from his messages from fifteen years ago. He preached a message called Nothing But Net. And I relate to that because I'm kind of a nothing but net kind of guy. See? that? Did that go in? And it was talking about what's your net worth. And then he, he talks about his dad having a, having a friend in the barn... They grew up in a farm in Michigan. And the guy's name was Norm, and he'd have a lot of change in his pocket. And Keith's dad would talk to him about, you know, some things they wanted to do around the farm and things they wanted to see happen, kind of visionary type things. And Norm would walk back and forth. He says, by God, I think we can do it. By God, I think we can do it. By God, I think we can do it. Well, he wasn't being scriptural, but you know what? By God, in God, and through God, I think we can get her done. And then this one message was just absolutely awesome. Because many of us in life have had setbacks. Many of us in life have had things that we haven't yet seen come to pass. But here's what Brother Keith says, and this is a word for us today. Don't let a setback, setback cause you to sit back. But prepare for a comeback. Is not Jesus the comeback champion of the world? Because he came back, you can come back. And you can bring other people back, even from the very depths of depression and discouragement. Your life and your light that you have in you brings hope to the world. Say with me, I am the light of the world. I'm going to let my light shine. One of the darkest moments that Brendan and I had in our marriage and in our lives was when our son James just hit the pit of destruction. I mean, the pit of depression. It was a very difficult thing to see and to watch as a parent. You know, here we're pastoring in a church of hundreds of people in the Bay Area. We have the responsibility of just massive responsibilities as senior pastors. And yet there was this before us. Our son was extremely depressed and very, very down. It was difficult to see, to watch. One day, when John was going to get married, John and Lindy had been married 17 years, and the ceremony was about to take place. How many of you were at that ceremony? It was over there on Royal Avenue. It was an awesome time. But my mom was out, and my brother were out, and her sisters were out. It was a big time of celebration, and yet James was in one of those funks. And Brenda reminded me last night, I said, you know, I need an illustration on hope. And I need to to have it be real out of our lives because I want to connect with people. You don't think that we've been through things? We've been through some things. And I know you're going through some things. And the good news, the God of hope will take you through to the other side. So James was sitting on the couch one afternoon with Brenda and he just looked at her with eyes of just discouragement and depression and he said what? Is there any hope that I'll ever be able to get married like my brother? That'll break your heart. Brenda just grabbed him in his, her arms and says, Yes, there is hope. And yes, you will get married. Hallelujah. And so now eight years later, he's in full-time ministry. He's married to a beautiful, spirit-filled Christian. And we have a little baby Eden. But let me tell you something. That encouragement that came from Brenda to him was life-changing. And the encouragement that you have for your loved ones. Come on, guys. You know, if, if we could just get our minds off of ourselves long enough to see people around us. There's a sea of humanity around us that are gasping and grasping for hope. But you've experienced it. And the same God of hope that filled you with joy and gave you peace in your test and your trial is the same God of hope that is going to work through you and he's going to lift other people. You and I are blessed yes. to be a blessing. Yes. Let's put our hand over our heart. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, first of all, we just want to say thank you for the things you brought us through. We want to say thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. And what you are doing right now in our loved ones' lives, we refuse to let go of our hope. We have an unfading hope. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, lift your hands up and say, I pray that you would use me to bring a word in season, that you would use me to lift up people people all around me in the name of Jesus. I'm going to invite you to stand and we're going to close with prayer in just a moment. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's praise Him. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him for His presence today. He's here in this place. He is here in this place. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. You know, I got this in my spirit as, as I was closing the first service, and it's, it still rings true in my heart today. Did you know that there are people by the millions that are unchurched? Do you know that? In America, it's not just a million, it's millions of people. Now, some people will never go to church, no matter what you say, no matter what you do. Jesus himself could be at the pulpit and they still wouldn't go. There's too much football to watch. They can't come for the reading of the inheritance because they're just too busy and we love them and we pray for them. But then there are those that are out there and they're hurting. There are, out those, there that are, out, there are those that are out there that need lifting. Not only in our, our own membership and our own partnership of this church, but people by the millions outside of these walls. And so what I want to do for about two minutes is all is I want us to pray this way. Look at me as I pray. It's like a lot of times I'll just pray, Lord, let there be a lifting. Let there be a lifting. Lord, we lift up the body of Christ. We lift up those that are out of fellowship with you. Oh, Father, we lift up those that have been hurt and are despondent, Lord God. We lift them up in the name of Jesus. Some of them don't know how to lift themselves up. But Lord, we lift them up. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, guys, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Kondolobokoshe. We loose the angels all around them, Lord. We loose labors. We ask for laborers to minister to them. Lord, in the heart of hearts, they know better. They know the truth. Lord, we pray for an awakening to come to their souls. Their hearts to be ignited. Their, the lights to go on once again, Lord. Oh, brakishteya. Kansom Oh, mrapasa. And I see people in this congregation reaching out to them. And speaking life to them. And lifting them. Oh, thank you for that lifting, Lord. Oh, mandaya. Jesus, everyone say in the name the name above every name in the mighty name of Jesus so David said to his soul why are you disquieted within me he said hope in God for I will yet praise him for you are the health of my countenance I want to encourage you today If you've been cast down, speak to your soul. Soul, you're not going to come to church any longer and act like a wooden Indian. Soul, you're going to magnify the Lord. Soul, you're going to get up tomorrow morning on Monday morning when it's 30 degrees out. And you're going to praise the Lord. And you are going to speak victory, soul. You're going to get up and you're going to overcome. Soul, get up. We're not talking about chin up. We're talking about soul, spirit, soul and body. Rise up and get up. Oh, hallelujah. Let's give God praise today. Oh, oh, hallelujah. This altar right now is open. I'm going to ask the prayer room workers to come. If you want prayer, if you want someone to lock shields with you today, if you're here and you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to ask you to come to my left and to your right. If you're here this morning you'd love to be filled with the Spirit, we invite you to come. We're going to sing a song and then we're going to be dismissed. Amen? Are you glad that Jesus is alive? Hallelujah. I'm hoping thou and God. You can come to the altar right now if you desire. Otherwise, you can be dismissed. Have a great day. Be blessed as you go in Jesus' name. Amen.